first week of getting this Instagram account with the guest. I didn't want to find myself. But today we are bringing back Akram Rish. He's been a guest my first time and we discussed tennis, what's going on. It was just when COVID hit us. And now, today, I wanted to discuss the NBA. So, a lot of things have been happening with it. Akram Rish will be joining any second now. And we are going to be discussing the NBA, what's been going on, because since March, when COVID hit us, um, it's been a lot. Um, lots of things have been happening with COVID. The Lakers were able to pull away the title. It's been an emotional title for them. So now we're going to bring Adrian Rich in. Hi, Daniel. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, so I, you probably heard me speaking right now, and I've been speaking with you about it. The NBA has been happening. It just ended. The Lakers won. And it wasn't just any title, which was really crazy. It was with COVID, the bubble. So, yeah, I wanted to discuss you. And, and just a little bit more organized than my first one, because the first slide, I was there with 30 followers, and now I'm here with like almost 3,000. So I think that if I was to post this, it would be a big people with like, you know, listen more and more people from a bigger community. So I wanted to start with like a timeline. So like from March to now. So in March, the season shut down and Rudy Gobert got COVID. And I'll go first. I thought it was really crazy because I don't think he was too smart about it when he was touching all these microphones and stuff like that. Yeah. And then Donovan Mitchell got it and speed spread it to some of his teammates. And then they canceled it. And I, and, I, and I didn't even think the bubble would be a thing. And when they said it, I didn't believe it. But then I believed it by watching a few of me players make songs about it. And then I just saw them and it really showed how safe it was. And zero people tested positive, which was crazy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think the NBA would even come back in the first place. Like, I thought they would just cancel the season forever. Yeah, because now it's a little bit weird because now they're saying the season's supposed to start in late December. Yeah, Christmas. I'm thinking, yeah, and I'm thinking, is this going to be a permanent change or is this going to be like a just temporary, temporary change? So then, I mean, yeah. It could be permanent because they anyway wanted to shorten. They were thinking about shortening the season from 82 games down to like 60 70, or something. Yeah, like 72, I think it's it. Yeah. Yeah, and then April, May, nothing really happened. Everyone was waiting to see what would happen. And we of course were doing their quarantine. We were doing our quarantine, which was really dumb. <laughs> and then in June, they said the bubble. They said it, they opened it. And the thing that I think that they did really well is that one, they put it in like in a place where it was safe, like each team had their own floor. So they and they did social distance, but I feel like they didn't really have to because they were all in contact for years and years. So I don't think it really mattered. And then they opened the bubble and then that's when like everything began basically. I feel like the season like before the bubble, the season was a lot more normal, and then it was just, it was really cool to see it. Yeah, well, it felt like two different seasons. Like, there yeah. was the, the normal season with all the fans and everything, and there was the bubble season with no fans. Like, 
basically more just way more empty just the players it was just so different yeah and then i the thing that i like I, you probably watched my on tv yesterday or something like that and i said that i think the teams that didn't do as well this season like the Knicks, um, and then, you know what i mean like all those bad like not that good teams like i think you should come to the bubble just you know to see it because i think I feel like it's kind of unfair because you play from October to March and then your season's over. And then you usually play from October to middle April. So they technically missed out on like 15 games of their season. Yeah, but those teams already weren't going to make the playoffs. And the more teams that the NBA put in the bubble, the higher the risk there is of someone getting COVID. So I think the NBA was just like, we only want the teams that really have a chance of making the playoffs. And that's it. And nobody else, you know? Yeah, and then the season started. I remember watching a thing that I think should have, should have been changed, especially in like the conference finals and the finals. The game started at 9 p.m. And I think it was not just unfair for the thing. I guess it wasn't unfair because it's not just Eastern time, it's Western time also. But I think that the, for the players, like especially for, the, for, for example, the Lakers, it was a big time difference that it was hard for them because actually I think it was easier for them. And then Miami, they started their games at usually seven, and then the games ended at midnight. They got and then they had all these massages, shower, talk, press conference, and then they got to, and then they had, they had to go back to the hotel, check in back just to make sure they're all safe, go back up to their room. So they probably got back at 2.30 in the morning. LeBron James got back at 2.30 a.m. after the first game. Yeah, and a lot of fans, the ratings for the finals were down a lot this year, and I think it was yes. because the games the game started much later. Yeah, like usually right now, it's still the normal, if the world was a normal thing, like no COVID, the season would have just started a few days ago. And then mm-hmm. um, just now, a few well, a few days ago, they announced the NBA draft was in November. And then later on, I'm, I'm just confused at how this season's going to go. It's going to start, I think, yeah. I think it's November is the draft. And then either January, December or January, they start the season. But I don't know if they're going to do it in the bubble again or if they're going to do it like in the stadiums. To be honest, I feel like they could do it in the stadium, but just like, I guess minimal. Like, I see football is happening right now. All these, like, you know, all these outdoor sports are they're started up. And I feel like they're minimal fans. Like, you know, and I feel like if the NBA could do it where they put them, like, they could put minimal fans in the distance. Yeah, but like even in even in football, there's so many so many teams, they already got COVID and they yeah. recovered. They already got COVID, and that's not, you don't want your teams constantly getting COVID over and over. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like yesterday, I saw a performance at, that I grew up next to the stadium, and you saw a performance there, and there were, there, like, for the first time since, like, April, I saw there were seats there, and people were in them, and then it was, like, it, it, it was well done. It was, like, it was an orchestra. So it was actually really cool to see it. Uh huh. Well, let's get back to the NBA, but then, in July, they started, and I think something that was really smart about it, like in August, when the season ended, everyone got seated, 
I think the playing game was very smart because it was so close. Like the Western Conference was very close. And the thing that I was upset that the Suns didn't make it because they won every single game and they beat all these good teams like Clippers, they beat the Raptors, they beat, they beat all these teams and they still didn't make it. And then the Blazers, yeah, they did okay in the bubble. Well, what they said for next season, actually, like the the new season, they're gonna have a play-in tournament, so they're keeping it. It's gonna be a permanent thing. Yeah, I think they should keep doing it. And then Blazers beat the Grizzlies in the play-in tournament as a close game. And then the first round, I was kind of surprised by all most some of the teams because I, I, I obviously at the beginning of the season you didn't know if they were gonna make it. And then during, I guess during quarantine, a lot of them developed, and then now they're here. Yeah, I was surprised in the first round by the the Jazz Nuggets series. Yes. And then the um, the Clippers playing the Mavericks. I did not think the Mavericks would do as well as they did. Same. So it was Lakers Blazers. I, to be honest, I thought Blazers were winning game one. Lakers would win four in a row. So I was there about that. But then Clippers Mavericks. I expect the Clippers to blow them out. But then Luka Doncic carried the team, and then all these other players, like you know, like um, what are they called? Um, I I don't remember what they're called. Role players, yeah. They um went out and they helped him out, and and that was winning two games in a row. And then the Clippers were able to pull away. Um, Because Porzingis didn't go too. Yeah. Jazz Nuggets was was the best series of, of the first round. Yeah, especially because Nuggets came back from three one twice. Yeah, that was that was crazy. And Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray were so good. Yeah, to be honest, I thought that overall the Nuggets were a better team. So I was surprised when the Jazz went up three to one in the series, and then they just fell. And then the yeah, thing that was, was yeah. The thing that's unfortunate is that it ended with the missed game winner. Yeah, Mike Conley could have made that. It was so close to going in, and it just didn't. Yeah. But then Mike Conley came back game two, I believe, and then the series was tied 1-0. I thought they won that like 30 points one game, and I thought it was going to be all over. And then and then when it came to 3-1, I was like, there's no way this team can come back from 3-1. No one on that team has the talent to do that. And then Jamal Murray has a breakout playoffs, and it's crazy. And then in the second round versus the Clippers, like they did the same thing, and that was even crazier. Yeah, because the Clippers are such a like um, physical team. Like Kawhi Leonard is just never, like he never like, has an off switch. Just keeps going, especially last year. But then this year, he was doing well every game. Like nothing's bad. And then the the rest of the team. Yeah, Paul George was really bad this year. Yeah. And then Jamal Murray took advantage of it, and the whole team contributed to it. Yeah, Jokic too. Jokic also had a really good series. Yes. And then for the rest, the last matchup was the Rockets-Thunder, which was also a really good series. I didn't expect the Thunder to do so good. 
I thought the Thunder would beat the Rockets, but... I thought, yeah, I thought the Thunder would beat the Rockets, but then the Rockets won two in a row, and I thought Rockets are actually playing well, but then Westbrook just choked. <laughs> yeah. And that Game 7, that Game 7 was really, really good. Yeah, especially with the block at the end. Yeah, by Harden, that was amazing. And then, for the East, it was Bucks versus Magic. Magic won Game 1. The thing is, they have Nicole Vucevic, but... Like, I thought the other players would help out, even though they didn't have, like, I don't know, they didn't have a lot of their state there more, and they didn't have, um, some other rookie who was... Jonathan Isaac, too. Yeah, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, and I thought it was gonna, I thought the the Nigel had a chance, but then all these players got injured. I thought it was done, and then they won game one, but I was like, yeah, I think that was kind of lucky. (laughs) And then Raptors... That's Raptors. The East was really weird this first round. Everyone swept everyone. Raptors swept Nets. Heat swept Pacers. Celtics swept Sixers. I didn't, yeah, expect, but, I didn't expect any of those results. Yeah, I mean, I expected all those teams to win, but I didn't think they would win like so easily. I thought the Pacers and the Heat would go to seven games. I thought the Celtics and Sixers would be at least six. Yeah. But everything else was expected. Yeah. Raptors-Nets, I thought Nets had a chance. Like, even they didn't have Irving or Durant. I thought they had a chance. They played well. I think one Yeah, I mean, yeah, go the ahead. Nets were just great. They were way too injured the whole time. They had Katie wasn't playing. Kyrie wasn't playing. Spencer Dinwiddie wasn't playing. Literally all their players were injured. So. Yeah. I feel like if Irving and Durant were there, they would have they they been around. But the thing is, Lakers are a very good team. I think next season will be even more exciting because you're going to have the Nets, KD, Kyrie. Then you have Golden State that's back and healthy. And they have Andrew Wiggins as well. And then you have so many other teams that are interested in getting so many players. So it's going to be You have the Bucks. Yeah. Because it's, it could be Giannis's last year. He might leave after if they don't do well. Yeah, it's the end of his contract. But then... I think they might, like, I remember last year they got Kyle Korver and then they got some other guy that was actually pretty decent. And they, and I think that that's going to happen again this year. I think they're going to, maybe they're going to trade with some, some guy that's not that good and then they're going to get someone else that's better. So I think they have a good, they have a good chance. But then for the, for the second round, Raptors Celtics on big net. <laughs> No, the game six was the best game. Like, I that was a really good game. Yeah, game six and seven was just awesome. I think game five, just Raptors just didn't play well. And they got destroyed. I think it could have been much better than Yeah, those te- I really hope those teams play in the playoffs again because that's a really fun matchup. Yes. And then game six, what Kyle Lowry's clutch shot and then run without anyone was really crazy. And then game seven. Marcus Smart, Mark Norman Powell. I feel like Boston's much more aggressive. I feel like Toronto is much more um, smart, but I feel like Boston's more aggressive. Like they just like pound hard, you know. And then the Heat the Bucks, which is really weird. That was unexpected. But then Giannis got injured, but the first two games were both. Very, every game was close. 
the team that won in each of the games was within like seven points. Yeah, but the Heat just proved that they were better in the clutch because the Bucks with because especially because Giannis cannot shoot. They the the Heat were able to stop the Bucks, but the Bucks couldn't stop Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero and all of them. Yeah, exactly. And then for the West, Lakers Rockets was to be honest, Rockets won game one, but then Lakers just flew them out for the rest of the series. I didn't really see much in that because especially when I saw how Westbrook played, I thought there's no way they're gonna beat the Lakers. Yeah, I didn't expect the Rockets to win either. Even though Harden led the team everywhere, it's one player. You need a whole team. Yeah. And then the final one was the Clippers Nuggets we discussed, which was awesome. And then conference finals, Lakers versus Nuggets. So Lakers won. I feel like game two was. I was mad about that since Anthony Davis scored the game. <laughs> that was a good, that was a really good game. Yeah, but, then, but then I kind of have to give credit because the Lakers had such a like, terrible season, not in terms of playing, but like in terms of like, their community. Like with Kobe yeah. passing, then COVID happening, but it was pretty bad for, at one point, and I think it was still bad there. Like, we've had a lot of difficulties this season, I think they, they deserve to win. Like, I think they were the most emotional team. Like, there was, and especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, it was an emotional season. I agree, yeah. It was a really crazy season. And then at the conference finals in the East, uh, yeah. Celtics Heat. versus Heat. That was a good series. But then I think, I heard that Jimmy Butler was up at 5 in the morning every day to go to warm up. And he goes work out and then just comes back, he's practice, goes to the steam practice. Like, like he's committed. And then I feel like game one was the best game, I think, when they let him out that clutch block. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just a block, which was funny. It was a nasty rejection. It was also super clutch. Like, the if, if Tatum made the dunk, then... Um, it would have been a poster. Yeah, and they would have won the game. Hmm... Maybe not, because I think <laughs> once Jason Tatum got blocked, they might have bio had the ball for like two seconds before they fouled him and there were three seconds left. But I think Miami would have still had time. But I don't know if they had a timeout or not. That's the thing. I think they did though. So he won. I thought the, yeah, go ahead. I thought the Celtics would have won the series though. Yeah, honestly. and then and then I thought Miami's but like, Miami beat the Bucks. Celtics never, they lost to the Bucks like three years in a row. Well, I think they beat them one year or something like that. Like, they always lose to the Bucks in the playoffs. And then, um, so Heat went six, Lakers went five. And then the finals was even crazier because Lakers Heat, I did not have expected. I, okay, Lakers, yes. Well, no. At the beginning of the season, no, because I thought the Warriors were going to be so good. <laughs> and then they got injured, and then all these other teams. But then the Lakers, it's got, and Anthony Davis played really good. And I feel, I, they're saying LeBron was really good. I agree, LeBron was a star player. He deserved final MVP. But I think Anthony Davis, Davis is the best player in the league. 
No, I think it's still LeBron. LeBron played really, really well. I think Anthony Davis is number two, though. Yeah. I think especially, like, I can't imagine, like, you know, these like, players who are, like, not, they're getting older, and then when they retire, you're going to have the young people. Like, Giannis will still be there. Anthony Davis, they're both, like, 24 years old. They're so young. And then yeah. you have... I mean, and they have other, like, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, all these other stars that are going to be showcased in their calendar. I think, I think everybody expected either the Lakers or the Clippers or the Clippers, yeah, the Lakers or the Clippers to win. But nobody expected the Heat to get to the finals. I wanted the Raptors to do it, but at the beginning of the season, I had no clue what was going to happen. The Heat, they, like the West was powerful. Every team had some sort of talent. The East, there were teams that were, were good. It's there are teams that are not so good, and I think it would be hard to see. And then I didn't expect the Heat. I saw the Heat play one time in December against Charlotte. They destroyed them. And then I just remember, like the team was so aggressive, and especially so you can see from an actual. In person perspective, it's crazy. Yeah, and then, and then the, the season kind of wrapped up. And the NBA, apparently, they lost a lot of money from the bubble. So I don't know if they want to do the bubble again because they don't make money from the bubble. Yeah, sure. Um, but Lakers won. And then I feel like um, the whole... I remember... Um, and then the offseason, like, it's already happened. A lot of things have happened. Doc Rivers signed with the Sixers. Then Houston fired their general manager, or the general manager just stepped down or something like that. And then Tyron Lewis, the coach of the Clippers, he was the assistant. And then, yeah, it's kind of weird because, and then Steve Nash is the coach of the Nets. And I think, I don't remember, maybe you remember, he hired somebody for the assistant coach that used to be. And then you wonder about all, the, all those coaches that have, like, that have been coaching for so long, like Greg Popovich has been coaching for forever. <laughs> when we stop. Do you think Brooklyn should have hired Steve Nash or someone else? Oh, that's hard. I don't know because... Steve Nash is just such a good coach. Well, actually, I can't say that. I don't know. But I feel like, um, like, Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, they didn't play that long ago. They played pretty recently. And I feel like they don't have any winnings. Like, they haven't won titles. But they've been to the playoffs. And I think, not just for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who've done good, won them titles, but I think for those younger people, who aren't as good, haven't had any experience, I think they can be good role models to them for experience. And if they can explain what it, what, it, what it takes to be good. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah, that's, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. And then I think that, um, what's it? I think, I you notice how a lot of like teams have fired their coaches like over the past few what, months like since the NBA season ended, like who do you think will be the replacement in Houston or in like or in Indiana? Oh yeah, I forgot about Houston. Indiana, they hired someone. I think 
they did. Um, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Like, I, I forgot his name. Something Van Gundy or something. He was the host of the Pistons, like, way back. Oh, no, that was that was the Pelicans. The Pelicans. Oh, that was the Pelicans. Oh. Yeah, they hired uh, Stan Van Gundy. That's Pacers and Rockets. I was surprised that Mike D'Antoni left because he, they did good. At it. They made it to at least like, the playoffs. Yeah. To be honest, but, I don't know. I cannot say anything right now. I don't know who they'll hire for the Rock. The Indiana coach, they'll probably find someone. But the Rockets, it's going to be really strange because Mike D'Antoni, like, basically made the whole team himself with uh, with their GM, who also stepped down. Like, all three-point shooters, no center, just Westbrook and James Harden. Like, I, I don't know how what coach wants to go into that situation. But then there's so many coaches that got fired before that are looking for a team to coach. Like, there's who? Like, well, Luke Watson, I don't know. He goes to the Kings, I think. Yeah, and then, um, like, the Pacers head coach who got fired, Nate McMillan, and then the Pelicans head coach, uh, Alvin Gentry. Like, they all need jobs. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of hard to say. I don't know much about coaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks for coming. It was fun talking to you again. Yeah, you did. That was a good recap of every, basically the whole NBA season, and we'll have to see like what happens yeah. next. Yeah, hopefully we can do this in a few more months when the new season starts. Yeah, like a, like a mid-season kind of recap. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks for coming up. All right. Bye, Daniel. Bye. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right, guys, it's going to end today's vlog. Thank you so much for listening. Me and Nate had a fun time. We're very good friends. We've been talking for a long time. We've been friends for six years, something like that. So I hope you guys enjoyed the live. Hope you guys enjoyed the discussion. I'm posting this on your TV, so make sure to go check it out there. Make sure to comment down if you guys enjoy it. Make sure to like it, follow me. We just, yesterday we hit 2.3. We're, we're about to hit 2.6. We almost hit we went from not really getting too many followers for a month to gaining 300 followers in one day, which is surreal. So I did say that the goal is 15,000 followers, and now it's 10,000 followers. We need 10,000 followers by January 1st, 2021. I'm not thankful for it. I'm just really happy that the turnout out did. We put it well, organized it well, made sure to go follow Instagram. New post coming up later today. So guys, thank you so much for watching the live. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.